Well, good evening everyone. Uh, we're about to start in two minutes. Uh, hello Ray and Mary, Glenn and Michelle, Jimmy and Lori, and Tom and Karen. Thank you for staying, coming to our class today. Thank you. Uh, it was a long interval of two weeks. I had a wonderful time with Sukkot and Simpastor with my daughter in California. Uh, only coming back, I was stuck in Houston in uh, the tornadoes two day, few days ago, and I couldn't. But beside that, it was fine. Um, before we start, uh, uh, do you have any question? that I can address during the class. All right. Very good. Um, okay. So, let's start even though it's maybe one minute earlier. So I'd like to keep to start uh, uh, to put everybody in the mood, as we always do. We like to repeat or to pick up the, where we left last time. So of course we are studying idolatry, and we are trying, we've been trying now to identify, to identify uh, what or to, or to make definition or to understand what idolatry is. And we came to the conclusion actually that uh, we learned that idolatry came uh, with our first verse the, uh, that we were born. When he said, let us make men in our form, in our image. Uh, at, that, at that moment, when he spoke in plural, he uh, uh, he allowed well he he, he, uh, he allowed the existence or he promoted indirectly uh, the the possibility of idol idol worshiping, which was could it couldn't happen on the sixth day when he when he ruled as a tyrant as Elohim alone. Only as he, when, he, when he consulted and uh, uh, with modesty and with the different entities, one of them is the Yudhevavhe, the merciful one, one of them is the angels, we discussed it, there are many other consultations we will learn. So when you start to consult, he turns around, he's, not, not, he's no longer a tyrant, but he's now a democratic a ruler will consult. At that point, uh, it uh, looks like as if he is weak because he needs partner and so on. We discussed that, so it's interesting that the possibility of uh, the possibility of idol worshiping actually was first introduced to the world with our with our making. So that tells you how important idolatry is. So. Uh, when the Torah talks about idolatry or the first commandment of idolatry, we need to understand. Uh, we need to understand. Is there any problem with the sound? 
Oh, uh, do you hear me? All of you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. You're okay, okay. Thank you so much. Good. So, um, so we are born to, to the, the subject of idolatry is enormous, enormously important. Always live in the Torah, talk about idols. Uh, it does, she doesn't talk about transient idols, but eternal idols. Idols that uh, will stay with us uh, whenever we live, or as long as we live on earth or any place, we can, uh, on any galaxy. So regardless of our progress in technology and understanding, we will always, always care idols with us and we need to, to fight those idols because we are born to, to fight idolatry. In fact, uh, we cannot live without it because without the thrive, without adoring, without thriving to achieve this or that, we, the, we cannot rule the world. We, can, we, are, we are blessed. Our blessing is to rule the world. And we need some, something to adore, some aspiration to, uh, to thrive for. So there are, there, is a there are many potential idols there. That we, but we have to overcome and see and, and understand who is our real king. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll return to this uh, uh, idea later on in the next consultation. We talk about two consultations right now. The first consultation with the merciful one, the two cherubs, and then we talk about the angel, and we'll talk about other consultations, talk about uh, all the different idols that we might have. Certainly the Torah doesn't speak only about the idols of Joshua time. You know, uh, when the Canaanite, when Joshua entered the land of Israel, uh, the, the, uh, the, Israel the land of Israel was full of, of the worst idol worshipping that you can possibly have. Uh, and Hashem actually waited for, Israel has to wait 400 years in Egypt until, uh, and, the, and the fate where, where was on the balance and all dependent uh, on the Canaanite, and the Canaanite returned to Hashem, they kept the seventh commandment of Noah. Israel would never be allowed to enter into the land, enter the land of Israel because this, this is what the Torah said. They were stuck in Egypt 400 years until Hashem finally found that the, 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 the sin of the Canaanite is impossible to tolerate. So what did the Canaanite do? They worshipped, for instance, they worshipped the Molech. And the Molech is an idol worshipping of the worst kind that you, uh, people throw their firstborn child or other children to the fire. And um, at first, uh, you know, when I was a child, I remember my teacher used to say, oh, this is, just, uh, this is not for real. There were two, two fire, bonfires from each side of the road, and the father just passed through the, the firstborn in between the fire, that's what it meant. It wasn't really neat. Our teacher didn't want to tell us that the, 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 uh, the father really threw the children to the, to the fire. And indeed this was like the, the general feeling, but uh, until uh, when I grew up and I, and I learned from uh, uh, archives of archaeology journal that uh, 
uh, they found the Molech uh, in actually North Africa in the ruin of Carthago and uh, the, the, in the, there the, uh, near the Molech there were hundreds of hundreds of burn, burn, uh, or, uh, burn bones of uh, very small children so they burn on that place the children literally so to so to the, so whoever said that the Canaanites were just docile people and and and, they, and these terrible Jews uh, attacked them with a with a vengeance uh, of of, uh, of Joshua they don't understand who the Canaanites were and they also uh, of course sacrifice uh, practice sacred prostitution which was uh, the historic uh, uh, worshipping uh, which was uh, against the Torah, against the seventh commandment of Noah and besides worshipping trees and hills and other things so they, 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 I'm not talking about this kind of foolishness uh, even though they are terrible idol worshipping but they are, they are considered like a transient idols uh, 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 we'll, we'll see later on how humanity came to that. It's part of our class today. Uh, but but uh, I want to make the point that the Torah doesn't speak, although the, the, the prophets of Israel, uh, at that time they struggled, they tried to keep the people of Israel from following the neighbors and from doing this kind of idol worshiping. But that that was only temporary, uh, temporary, uh, uh, burning issue of that time because but because this is what 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 is the stumble block of Israel uh, nation um, happened to be at that time but when the Torah spoke when we talk about the first commandment for idolatry in Noah uh, we, the Torah doesn't speak necessarily about this foolish error but about serious serious attraction that can really really attract us away from Hashem and become our uh, idols. So uh, we tried to define idolatry in the last uh, two classes and we said that uh, actually uh, uh, when he spoke in plural in modesty this is where he was born and from here we deducted uh, as the Alaha deduct following the Alaha that idolaters uh, may think the following first because he's speaking plural that's what Rashi says so the idolaters may think that the king uh, is speaking plural because he needs partner we discuss it at length you know uh, this is a weakness apparent weakness of any uh, modest person he, he look weak by other people because he's modest uh, and a democratic government look very uh, very weak government in the eyes of, uh, of people who, who love Stalin or who love Mao Zedong they look upon the, the, the American government as a very weak and uh, foolish government because they, they, they are used to a tyrant so uh, that's that's actually just to give that give us uh, the sense what it means uh, 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 the, how 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 the consultation of 
of Hashem with the with the Lokim, with the with Hashem, with the perfect that he consulted, he stopped being a tyrant, this promoted uh idolaters to think that he is weak and to worship and to uh, uh, to uh elevate the partners to the same level as God. Now those partners can be anyone with whom he consulted. Anyone in the list of consultation can be served as a, as a possible partner. We will discuss it one by one in due course. Uh, even, even uh, as I put here, one, two, uh, potential partner can be even Hashem himself because he consulted it. Uh, or the angels because he consulted them. So they can be, uh, we'll see how, what does it mean uh, that Hashem can be a partner, consider a partner. And of course, number three here, uh, a partner can be any false god that you you can get along with, along with Hashem. I think when it's very this was, for instance, a good example of that is a Greek mythology. Later, uh, in the third or fourth century, uh, they didn't believe anymore in the ancient god the Olympic God family, they looked to them like a rather foolish God. So they believed in a, in a, some kind of entity like a Platon or, or Aristo. They believed in some kind of philosophical first, first mover or a higher authority that actually created everything. They believed in it, yet they stuck very, very firmly to the Olympic family. And you can consider it as a partnership, as a sort of partnership, because they believe in one God that originated everything. They didn't believe his kingship. They didn't believe that that philosophical God, the infinite God, has anything, any interest in what we are doing. Uh, but yet it's kind of a, it gives you an example of what, what the partnership can be. So if you, if you, if you believe in uh, in Hashem, you can a person can believe in Hashem, and yet he believes in his own his own uh, uh, idols or national fired idols or whatever. Like Ruth, Ruth could not carry with with her the the Moabite God to into Israel. They had, she had to forsake. Uh, she had, when she joined Israel, she had to forsake her. her uh, uh, Moabite, Moabite uh, God, as she explicitly says, your nation is my nation, and uh, your God is my God, which means that's it. She has no connection to Moabite anymore. And we spoke about partnership in, in Bnei Noach. We said that uh, actually Bnei Noach are required or are expected uh, to believe in once in, in oneness. Uh, Although the punish, although they, they are not severely uh, the retribution, so to speak, from the from Elohim, the judge is not as harsh as uh, as as uh, Israel. You know, if Israel uh, if Israel uh, worship idols, they, Hashem send them prophet after prophet after prophet to warn them because the punishment is very severe. The Noahide can. In history, uh, the genital worship idol and Hashem didn't care much. They didn't, uh, unless they did something else in addition. But Israel, no. Israel was has to be, has to, uh, was punished just because of idolatry. 
that alone was enough to, to disperse them. And we saw, we said that Dorothea thinks that the king is weak, uh, and we mentioned uh, not only that the king makes partner, that his kingship is weak, and the opposition, uh, when he give when he give an order, then uh, you can oppose him. And we, we discussed last last class and what happened in Adam and Eve in Eden. Uh, the, the moment uh, uh, the moment Adam declared Hashem as a as his as his, uh, his father and mother in heaven, he declared them as a king. He called him my king. So so the king says, well, don't eat from that fruit. And from that moment on, the fruit was very, very attractive. That forbidden true fruit became extremely attractive. And the serpent, who represents the opposition to the king order in our heart, the serpent raised his head because, okay, you know, without the order, the serpent wouldn't have any, any issue. No, the, even Adam and Eve wouldn't even look at, the, at that fruit. But because it was forbidden, then they were, they were tempted, enticed to violate the king order also. That kind of inherent opposition, and we spoke about it last time in a little more, more detail, the, 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 the Satan in, in here, the Satan or the serpent is not to be mixed with European imagination, but Satan is. Satan is not a devil. Uh, the Satan is that force in us, uh, that entices us to to do the opposite of of the of the commandment to reject and do the opposite of the commandment, and it also the Satan is literally the Hebrew Satan is uh, is the one who the, the prosecutor or the one who stand in the in the in the court uh, accusing us with this and that. So that Satan is nothing to do with the devil. That's very, very tough point, and I, I had so many, even my, my best student, I don't know why, but I, I had so many students that just couldn't swallow that. They couldn't understand, they couldn't believe that what I'm saying to them, the Satan is not a devil, the Satan has no long, the Satan can have a white, white, beautiful wing, and he looked as child, as nice as a pretty child as any other angel. He was just appointed to be a prosecutor. He is not necessarily black with big ears and big nose. He is not a devil. The Satan is the one that entices us to do the opposite. In the same way that the opposition, the opposition United States government is not necessarily evil. And so forth. So to speak, I'm not. I'm not going to to do this to do the same analogy. Just to get to give it a taste. Now we also mentioned uh, so far, uh, and that's very important to to point out to our discussion today, that from all the heavenly titles we discussed it last time, all them. So we discussed. We have learned so many titles in a, in a declining fashion. The infinite, nameless. Creator that has no name, who appeared, who sat on a throne of judgment when he made the, made the, created the six days, the judge, 
And then we saw another title of the merciful one when the, when the Creator sat on the throne of mercy on the Sabbath. And that's uh, the acronym yud Hey vav Hey. And um, so uh, all these different titles, they come one, one by one by, by our the story of creation. And then, of course, when he came to the story of Eden, chapter 2, we learn about the cherubs, the yud Hey vav Hey with Elohim holding hand to, hand to hand, flying and recreating the word father and mother. And then we learned about how they made Adam. And Adam, the first thing he came out, he, he called him king. Because they converse with each other, they love each other, they consult with each other, that's the kingship. Kingship in Hebrew has again nothing to do with the with with royal king of England uh, or for any other king. Uh, the king of uh, the king is uh, is in Hebrew the one who consult and who is elected by the by the people. So Torah says you should appoint a new king, <coughs> and the king consult and he can stand judgment. He's not above the law. So we we notice that from all the lists that appear here, idolaters as uh, idolaters have only issue, you know, they, they don't have issue with the infinite nameless creator. They all agree that there is some judge, right? They don't have anything against it. They love them to hear about merciful one. Everybody loves to hear about mercy. Father, why not? Is our Father in heaven? I think there is no human being on earth that would like to, to understand the, the Father and Mother. But, to accept his kingship of us, uh, that's not easy. That's not easy. And to accept his, if he is a king, he gave us commandment. Oh, that's not so easy. So the, the, the idolaters, the idol worshippers, the idol worshipper worship other king or her rebellion against the king. So uh, I put here as a list. All of all, all the points that I, from one to six that I put here will play a role in our in our class today. A rebellion against the king. What can? How can a person uh, rebel against the king? So far, do you have any question for me? Are you with me? Okay. Very good. So let's go on. I hope. We Okay, uh, let's, we, so far we, we, we haven't learned anything new, we just kind of tried to build up our today class. So, a rebellion against the king so far uh, can be, number one, not accepting his kingship. Number two, dishonoring him. If I don't stand before him, if I don't bow before him, if I misspell his name, very important issue. If I stand before the name, the king, and, and you know, I call him, hey, uh, who, who, you are, you know, I, don't, I either omit the title or, or call him a different name, it shows disrespect. Number three, if I accept another king instead of the real king, I can accept the other king as a partner or as a replacement of that king. Number four, I can disobey the king commandment as Adam did on Eden when he ate the fruit. 
or I can reject it altogether. I can say this king, I reject his authority altogether, not to disobey, because I just don't like it, but I reject it altogether. Or I can do the opposite, number six, to show him that I'm totally independent. This will play a role in Sodom and Gomorrah. When we learn later on in Sodom and Gomorrah, you, you see they did just the opposite. So this is how expression, all this is expression against the kingship and not against the, 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 spirit, the, the, the spiritual title or the higher, higher title of the infinite or the judge or the merciful. Only, the, the, all, always the rejection of the idolaters is against his kingship, which is close to us, which is relevant to our life. Now we come to, so we spoke about Adam and Eve, and we spoke about uh, the serpent, but now we come to a very important figure that continues to illustrate to us the idea of what idolatry is, and that person is Enosh. Enosh is the grandson of Adam and Eve. He appears in the end of chapter 4. And he, why is he important? Because how important is Enosh? Listen to that. He, Enosh, is the father of idolatry in the world. No, no, not more and no less. This grandson of, of, uh, of Adam and Eve is the father of idolatry. And he didn't do it because of he was evil man. On the contrary, he did it because of his compassion. We'll see, because he was a great man. And so important is that in mankind today, uh, is called in Hebrew, Enoshim. Enoshim is actually uh, after Enosh. So we are not. We are not really called in Hebrew after Adam, although sometimes they're called the children of Adam. And we are not called, yet not called after Noah, because humanity is not, still not believed, most of them don't believe for Noah. But we are stuck, humanity is stuck with Elohim, with Enosh. So that's why in the Talmud and in Hebrew, in the Jewish history, uh, Enoshim is a, is a, is a title that of humanity after Enosh. And so what did, what did this Enosh do to, to justify that position that he has? Now let's read, uh, you can open your Bible, I put it here on, 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 the, on the screen. Uh, the end of chapter 4, you can open your own Bible. And I read it for you. That's the end of chapter 4, verse 25. Do you have your Bible with you? You can read it from the screen, but you can... Okay, so let's follow what, the, what it says here. And Adam, I'm reading for you, verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again, of course talking about Eve on earth and she bought this is after the story of Adam of uh, Cain slay, uh, slaying evil, evil this is now chapter 4 
So the first murder is behind us now. Adam didn't they, they stopped making uh, children anymore, but years later, uh, when Adam was uh, 103 uh, years old, uh, he, he knew his wife again after stopping having children. And Eve, she born a son, and Eve, she called his name Shet. Shet in Hebrew is actually foundation. So she believed, and Eve is very important figure. It's also she important. She she named her firstborn Cain. We'll, we'll later on with we'll have opportunity to 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 study that chapter. So she gave name. When the mother gave name, there is a lot of emotion, a lot for a lot of uh, hopes and and uh, and vision of the future that she put in there in that name. So she called him Shet Foundation. Why? Because she says, for Elohim, said she, has appointed me another seed instead of Abel. In Hebrew it rhymes. A point is Shet. Shet is also offended. He placed in me another seed instead of Abel. Instead of Abel, whom Cain slew? So here is a here is a bright is the youngest son of Adam and Eve, and uh, he he all the hopes the family the father the mother especially put all their all the hopes in that young man. You knew the 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 shed. He's gonna be a foundation of humanity. He will be instead of 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 Abel the, the person who Hashem loved. And then Shem grew, Shet grew, and to Shet, to him too, every word is so important here. To him too, the world born a son. Why to him too? Because he also had a hope. <coughs> to him too, like, like, like he was born to Eve, to him too the world was born a son. And he called this son, is this son, naming Enosh. So now we understand what Enosh was. Enosh was the third generation after Adam and Eve. And he carried all the... So the, his father was the, the, the one that Adam and Eve loved. And hoped that he would be a new foundation of humanity. And Shet himself, although he had many children, but to him too there was one boy that he was... He, he recognized that boy is going to be... It's a great son, and he called him Enosh. Now we understand that Enosh is going to be, the, in, in the eyes of Shet, he's going to be the one, the leader of, the, of humanity. And now come, come a very important key, 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 key uh, verse. And it was, the Torah says now, and it was then that they began calling in the name of Yudhei Oh, that's kind of a verse. We need to, we need to, we need to, we're going to dwell on that verse. Begin calling in the name of Hashem. So what does it mean that Enosh did to call the name of Yudhei of the merciful man? Now, 
let's continue what, what the Torah says. So this is Enos. This is what happened in his time. They began calling in the name of Yudhei Vavkei. And the Torah continue now. I put it here in blue just to, to tell you that there is another chapter. And the next chapter says right away, this is the book of history of Adam. On a day that Elohim created Adam in the image of Elohim, he made him. A female and a male he made him, and he blessed them, and he named him Adam, and the day were created. So the second verse says, this is the book of the history of Adam, as if the Torah starts here. The Ramban says. The Ramban says, uh, it's a new, this is as if the history of humankind starts here, with Enos. And what is it, what, what is it, what is the new, what is the history? That Adam was made in the image of, in the form and image of Elohim, and, and it continue, and Adam lived 30 and 100 years, and he begot a son in his own image and form, and he called him Shet. So here is explicitly tell you what I just told you earlier. The Shet was, was, was a form and image of Adam and Eve. No other child of Adam and Eve had that, merited that, that title. No kind, no able, and Adam and Eve have many children. None of them was from um, 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 uh, image and form, says the Midrash. Only Shet. So if you, now you can you can now derive a conclusion of your own. If uh, if uh, Adam was the form of image of Hashem, of Elohim. Now the new Adam's son is a form of image, a form of Adam. So obviously the holiness, the, the title image of, of, of form of God is now being carried into Shet. The Torah says that. And he begot a son in his own image and form, which is the form of image of God. Only Shet was such, so it means in other words, Shet was a prophet. Shet saw things that other, other children didn't see. He was a great man, spiritual leader of his time. And, uh, uh, and then, the, and then for, for him, and the Torah says, and Shet lived five, five, and, uh, five and one hundred years, I mean one hundred and five, and he begot Enos, referring that Enos too was kind of, a, as, as many commentaries said, Enos too was a, for the image and form of Shet, which means he was a giant. He was a giant physically and spiritually. He was a prophet. He, he lived, uh, Enos lived about a thousand years old, and he never decayed, like Adam was, never decayed. At the age of thousand, he looked like a, a young age of thirty. Or four. He was muscular. He was. He had. Uh, he was tall. He was huge. He had a large voice and was a very orator. Big orator. We'll see later on. He was a very charismatic, very important person. And now we understand that with Enos, there was a new beginning of human history. The Rambam says, a perfect man, physically and mentally giant. The hair of Adam and Eve and Shet. 
the image, the form of image of God, unlike any of the other children. So Enos is the leader, the recognized leader of humankind. There is no other person that towers that much as Enos. This is called Enos generation by the Midrash. Now, what did, let's go back to what Enos did. From all the, all the description of Enos, we have only one thing. First of all, that he was, he was the image of, of, he had the image of form of Hashem. But the, the verse, the end of, the, 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 the end of chapter 4, that we earlier read, he says, they began calling, in his time, they began calling in the name, in, in the name of Hashem. So what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong. <coughs> if again, so you can, if, if you say, like, like the many commentators, like the Unculus says, and Ibn Ezra says, uh, he began calling, calling his praying. So in his time, they began pray to Hashem. So nothing wrong with that. What, what, what wrong can it be with the, uh, the uh, to pray because before that they ne no, no one ever prayed. Cain and Abel only sacrificed, but they didn't say that they they, they prayed. Uh, and here they, he began the, the concept of prayer. Fine. So nothing wrong with that. Why, why do I say that idol that Enosh was a was a beginning for idol worshiping in the world? If he if he started, he was preaching so so fiercely that he enticed people to to pray because you don't see it in you don't see it in English. There is one th the word began is lost on you an English translation. The word even in Hebrew the word began Uchal is look like some, is is the same word as Chulin which means desecrating. It desecrated the name the holy name of, of Hashem. Listen to that. He prayed. Both explanations are true because it's the same word. When you have this one word with different explanations, all of them are, are poetically right. The Torah especially picked up that word, Uchal, to, 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 show, to show that it began to pray, but it also, by beginning of praying, it desecrated. It's interesting that with Noah later on we'll have the same word that Noah began planting wine. Not only began, he desecrated, he desecrated the name of Hashem, and Noah did it because he was drunk. He desecrated the name of Hashem. We'll learn his agony after the flood. He was drunk, and he desecrated the name of Hashem. But Enosh was not drunk. He was a very charismatic, this is a prophet of his time. He was a preacher of the time and he began, he desecrated the name of Hashem by calling and praying. Wow, what could it be? What wrong did he do by, by, by the, how, how could he desecrate Hashem by both praying and, and, uh, and desecrating? What did he do to desecrate? So, 
uh, obviously he did something wrong with the name of Hashem and whatever he did is very important because he is a father of idolatry so we need to understand what he did and whatever uh, all the aspects that he did a, a complicated he did a very important step and each one each one of those steps that he took tell us something about idolatry not only that since this is the beginning for idol worship and we have a rule of thumb we have a rule of thumb we have the rule of thumb that any concept that appears first in the Torah there you find the, 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 the message, the entire message so any idolatry that relates to the name of Hashem you'd have Afkei any idolatry that possibly can happen with the name of Hashem start here so if you don't know that you never know anything about you'd have Afkei and idolatry uh, because the, the essence of idolatry turn out the kingship the rebellion against the kingship is not Elohim even Pharaoh knew Elohim even Augustus Caesar knew Elohim everybody knew the creator so to speak but to know the, the merciful one Pharaoh says I don't know to Moses I don't know you have of K's name I never heard I knew what Elohim is but I don't know what, what you have of a is so so here is a call if you need in order if you ever want to, to understand what uh, what idolatry is what is a rebellion against you have of K here it is this is what Enos did now let's uh, let's take a microscope and look at the, at the verse. He says they began calling in the name of Hashem. So what could the error? He obviously he made some error. The error could be in the calling. He, he called in the name of Hashem. So either he, he called wrongly, or he, something was wrong in the way he called Hashem. Or, or in the object that he, he placed Hashem on, the name of his, all these possibilities are, are, are important. Now let's analyze it step by step and see what Enosh did to deserve the name of Father of, 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 of idolatry. Remember, Enosh is a towering figure, a very charismatic. In fact, Enosh was a very compassionate fellow. He was a prophet. He loved Hashem. He loved mercy. He loved compassion. Uh, he loved to do and to preach for other people to do uh, good things and to be compassionate, merciful, and forgiving, which is a characteristic of Yudhev Avkei. Not only that, because he was he was a prophet, so he saw he had a vision, he saw that Hashem is, the, the Sabbath or Hashem is coming down to earth he saw that uh, yes, you know, the, the future is, a, is about to happen the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of mercy is coming and you know, he was right it was about to happen but unfortunately, according to his premature pre teaching we will see in a minute what, what, what caused that because uh, Yudhev Avkev was not quite here it was about to happen when he finally 
Yudhevav came and Hashem descended to this world, he descended into Noah Ark only. And it was on earth, the, the merciful one came down to earth to dwell in Noah Ark while Elohim smothered and or punished the entire the rest of the world. But 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 Enosh saw the Hashem coming down. In his prophecy he saw Hashem coming down. So he, like you can envision him standing on the pulpit there preaching to thousands and thousands of people and telling them, you know the vision, I see, I see. be prepared for the big day. Prepare for the, for the kingdom of heaven on earth. Prepare for the day of mercy and love and, and compassion. Here we hear it's coming. Let's enthrone him. Call, call the name uh, one of, uh, calling the name, as many commentaries says, number two here, is to enthrone. Calling the name is to enthrone. Like Abraham called, he put altars and he called the name. He enthroned himself. So it means, your Hashem, your king, uh, Hashem, the king, the heavenly king, Hashem is here. He, that's right. We always said that Hashem is the king, but we, you, you remember, you remember uh, Moses' line? Moses says, here of Israel, Hashem El Zelokim, number one, is our king. Number two, Hashem is the king. So here, the first line refers to the present time. Our king is Hashem Elohim. In the future, when the Sabbath comes, we'll see Hashem alone. But he says, I don't see the present anymore, the future is here. I'm going to, I, 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 call, I call Hashem as a king. Mercy is here. In his vision, he was sure that's the truth, and he could see it coming. And it could come. It could have. It could have happened like that. We could have had the Sabbath here already. Uh, but it was premature because he. But in in this in 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 this passion, he forgot that the Lokin is still around. The, 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 the laws are still to be, uh, the laws of, of Elohim, the Sixth Commandment, still has to be, uh, to, to be kept. No bloodshed, no adultery, no adultery, no theft, no blasphemy. All these uh, uh, Sixth Commandment of, of Adam and Eve in Eden, they are, they are now pertinent on, on earth, and they have to be kept. And Elohim is not gone yet. Elohim is not rested. But he in his compassion he already enthroned Hashem. So either you say you prayed, you pray, he prayed to Hashem only. So what was wrong? He prayed to Hashem, but he forgot about Elohim. And you don't do that. You don't pray to Hashem and forget Elohim. In all, all our prayer in Jewish Judaism, you say, Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, Elokim, Melech HaOlam. The King of the... So, it all starts with that. So, you forgot, you forgot Elokim, to say Elokim. Mercy is already here. The Kingdom of Heaven, the Kingdom of Love is here. This was Enosh. Now, you, as I, as I go on speaking, you can tell me if you ever heard those words. And if it sounds familiar to you somewhere, I leave it to you to decide. And he, he went, he went on as a, another explanation of, of the word uh, 
Enosh, he began calling, which he desecrated, he began and also desecrated, he swore uh, to call the name means to swear, but if to swear only in the name of Hashem and without the name mentioning the name of Elohim, which is an insult to the king. We already said that in order to, to, to honor the king, you have to have his full name. I cannot stand before a king and say half of his name. That's an insult for his kingship. Number four, he called the name of Hashem, which means he called, it means he's coming. He, he called it as, he would call a lover. He sometimes forgot even to, to mention the name of that uh, that Vavke is a king. He's my lover. You remember the, 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 the queen? You remember the Sabbath, the beloved queen, the, the bride? Well, he's is my lover. He identified with that. He identified with that vision. He called her. He called the Sabbath. He called the merciful one by name. This is compassion. Forgetting that there's a groom around. And the groom can be very jealous. In his compassion, we go number five. In his compassion, as the, as the Rambam says, and many others says, said, the Rambam, of course, is only quoting uh, the Talmud and, and Midrash and uh, other sources. So, in his compassion, he understood that actually uh, the source of everything is, is the Yud Hei is behind. Although we see the king, the king is of course Yud Hei and Elohim, but the prevailing one, the powerful one, is the unseen one, is the one in the future, in fact, that surround everything. The, the, the forces surround everything, which is even greater than Elohim, is everything. Is inside every leaf, as Kabbalah says, as Chabad the teachers speak to you. If you go to Chabad meeting, you look at the stone, you look at the at the, at the leaves, at the, at the fish in the sea. You leave any creature on earth. Is as a holiness in it, the the, the spark, the, the this you'd have after in everything. In that case. Uh, people, what, what, what's wrong with that? That's basically teaching of Judaism. What's wrong with that? When you, when you, when you teach the wrong people, they can see, oh, uh, I can call, in that case, I can call the leave, I can address the leave as, 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 as you have FK. I can address, well, the, 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 uh, the star and the moon, uh, his servant, uh, and actually they present him. So, he is everywhere, so I, I call, I can bow to the star and the moon, not because I worship them, but because I worship you, that's another notion of kingship, of, of, of idolatry, that I, in my passion to, to, to worship the, the king, I actually bow to his servant, and I recognize his power in the servant. That's the Rambam, that's the Rambam described Enosh. The Zohar go to number six. He says, what does it mean he called in the name of Hashem? He bewitched, he says, the Zohar, the crowd by, by preaching in the name of Hashem. You know, you can imagine him standing on, the, on that huge prophet in the royal king, 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 king palace there. 
He's, he's so tall, he's so huge. He's a grandson of Adam and Eve. He lived for a thousand years, or about a thousand years old. Noah was only 13. Uh, when about, about, I think uh, Noah was about 20 something when Enosh passed away. And very likely uh, Noah got his, his first training by, by, by Enosh. Very likely. Because he's his, his own grand, grand, grandfather. Uh, so, 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 and we know that and that Noah was raised by by not not by his parent, but by his grand grandfather. It could be Enos. Certainly was influenced by him. So you can see the crowd and and, and, and standing there and Enos preaching them with his fiery speeches. And the people lo look at him, and this is Adam and Eve image and in, in, form an image talking to them, talking about the new coming of heaven. Kingdom of Heaven with love and mercy. He bewitched them. They 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 start to do all kind of crazy things because of that. Why? What kind of crazy thing? What 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 happened because of this preaching? Listen to that. Because of that premature preaching, people were so drunk. With a with a notion of, of of forgiving and mercy that is already here, in that case, of course, we don't have to keep. Who has to keep that law anymore? Well, you know, so he stole a little bit. So what? He has a harsh, he has a very bad childhood. We can understand him. Mercy, mercy certainly will understand that that thief. Well, he had a hard time, so he stole something. His father beat him when he was a child. So let's have a mercy on him and not punish him. We understand him is for our passion and our mercy. We forgive him. So gradually, gradually, uh, the, the, the neglection of the of, of Elohim side, the neglection of the law, the downplay of the law, allow more and more people to take advantage of that. They, they, they were fearless, as, it, as the Midrash described. The people start to steal and to rob and to do all kind of things in the front, in the uh, in the open day, not at night. And they were like, they, they they didn't do it because they were they were ill, but because everything was forgiven. If mercy is around to come, well, mercy in the eyes of mercy, well, what we didn't do that much. And you know what? The best, the first thing that that Enosh caused, the most important thing is sexual perversion. The Torah described the sin of the generation um, uh, in, in, in chapter 5, I didn't have time to put it here, but in chapter 5, in chapter 6 actually, uh, chap chapter 6, six uh, uh, verse 11, it says, and the earth corrupted before Elohim. If you don't pay attention to the to the attribute, you lose the whole thing. And and the, and the earth was corrupted. He says before Elohim. Elohim saw in horror that the earth corrupted. Corrupted here. The, the midrash says Rashi says sexually corrupted, which means speech. Not only people cohabited unnaturally, unnaturally with not only with. With this, with the, with not the, with the sex homosexuality, this was nothing. They they cohabitated with animals. 
And not only that, they, they, this generation did things that other generation never done. They also taught other species to sexually cohabit with other species, something unnaturally. So that's why the, the earth was, was corrupt in, in the eyes of Elohim, the creator of nature. How beautiful, the, how particular the verse is. If you have to kind of have ears to see the Hebrew and to understand what's going on. So the sexual perversion fill the earth. And that's natural because what is, if you violate number one, if you violate number, we said the sixth commandment, number one is adultery. What is next? Next is adultery. Adultery is a large meaning. We'll, we'll speak about adultery when we come. Now we're speak, we are focusing on adultery. But when, when we, I, I part of idolatry, adultery is an unnatural relationship. Yes, homosexuality is part of that. And, 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 uh, and uh, certainly living, uh, cohabiting with the animals. How much more so to teach animals to, uh, to, 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 to a dog to sleep with a sheep. It's uh, unheard of. That's what they did. Why? They were not fearful. So Elohim, well, Elohim is about to rest anyhow. The Sabbath is about here. And uh, the Torah, the law, is uh, obligated. I say it. Uh, uh, there is a special word here. Uh, obligated, I think. It's, it's uh, nullified. The, the law is nullified. And uh, everything is now in love. The light of love... Uh, overcome everything so we can do anything we can steal we can love we can commit adultery and and everything else so the earth corrupted corrupted the word corrupt here is a, is a, is a sexual related to sexual and then the verse also say uh, Hamas Hamas means violence sexual vi violence mean house violence is a combination of bloodshed and theft so number three and number four followed. And here we have the rule if you violate one, 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 one commandment, the other will follow soon. So he taught them to violate uh, idolatry. Soon they violated, they took opportunity and to violate uh, adultery, uh, sexual pro uh, promiscuity, and corruption, and all kinds of perversion which led them easily to bloodshed with jealousy and killing and everything that comes out of that and theft if you kill somebody well how, how much easier to, to steal also steal it's much less so if you kill him of course you can also steal his property and so on so this is what this is what happened to the to the uh to the generation of, of Enosh that brought upon us, upon humanity, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the flood. Now, if you think that's the end of the story of the generation of the flood, you're wrong. There is another half of humanity. The other half of humanity is presented by the children of, not, this is the children of, of Shet. Shet, Enosh, 
so Noah these are supposed to be the righteous people the leader of the generation so they the, the prophet the leader they, they, they in their feverish untimely lust for, for, for the merciful one in their lust they also promoted promoted the, the, the generation of uh, deterioration of this um, moral deterioration so this is one line of, of humanity there was an opposite line the opposite line that confronted them all the time was the line of the children of Cain the children of Cain who supposed to be the opposite they, they instead of instead of worshipping you'd have of Cain they now tilted to the other side they were the children of Elohim to compensate for the father's sin for the, for the father was kill, killing the killer Cain so they became super righteous people very stringent with the law the opposite of Shet they stuck to the, to the law very harshly and by that they also committed, they forgot about mercy they did the, the other way around so they committed idolatry, idolatry from the other side, and for, on that we'll spend our next next class, and finally we'll see what was the solution, how Noah finally came out of all that mess. Uh, okay, so to summarize, uh, we, to summarize what we spoke today, we presented Enosh, Enosh error, the source of idolatry in the world. And it has a special honest worship and 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 and, and uh, uh, preach the 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 he took he took the consultation so to speak and he, 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 he the consultation and the partner here the the you have AFK which is a partner in the consultation he said well the partner here is greater than the king let's focus on, on, the, on, on, on the partner so it is sort of it's sort of partnership but it, it tilted to, to, to a higher which is, which is a, it's, it, it has a truth in it but you never forget as long as you live on earth as long as nature hasn't changed as long as Elohim is still around you don't forget you never forget about Elohim and that's what Enosh thought. Enosh thought that Elohim is about to rest and so forth. All right, with, with this we'll stop today. Any question for me? Which Chumash are you using, Rabbi? My stone edition seems to differ than what you have uh, on the board. Yeah, I don't. I I, I have sometimes. You know what happened? I happen to use today. Uh, it's a cold publication from Jerusalem and sometimes I use uh, I use the homage that you you specify there uh, stone edition uh, the English it really each, each English translation has its own twitch I found them all deficient all the English translation are totally deficient in the most in the most pivotal point as if the, the English translation translator is he may be an excellent scholar in English but very minute scholar in, in the Torah somehow always 
they, 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 they don't pay attention to the key. How could they, how could people read that verse uh, uh, about Enosh and don't don't be particular about it? Okay, uh, I appreciate your your response, and I love to and I love to see you with God help next week, and uh, we will we will continue with the story of the children of Cain. The opponent, the opponent of uh, of uh, of Enos' tribe, and uh, interestingly, uh, the question is, who are we? Who are we, humankind today? Are, the, are we the sin of Enos, or are we the sin of Cain? Okay, that's a good question. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next week, same time.